up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle. This is a big one. We're doing the 2023 Complete Idiot's Guide to Fantasy Football. I'm not calling anybody an idiot. I just wanted a clever way to uh, basically do a jam-packed episode. This one's going to be long. This is going to probably go a little over an hour. What we're doing in this video is we're going to go over every team in the NFL. We're going to look at their fantasy depth chart, and I'm going to give you guys some hot takes and opinions and things to look for when we get to training camp. So hopefully this is going to be a really popular video for you guys in the month of July. Training camps don't start for another few weeks. So let's get right into it. I'm going to hop into a screen share. And uh, I do have uh, everything available here uh, to see. We're going to be basically starting with the Baltimore Ravens. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go. I think I'm going to put chapters below and we're going to go. We're going to go uh, basically by division. So I think we're going to start here in the AFC North and let's see what we can uh, what we can knock out. Again, we're just starting. Uh, we're going to go through all 32 teams. If you guys are new to the channel, definitely subscribe, like the video, all that good stuff. And then, hey, if you guys uh, can't catch the YouTube videos, I do upload everything to Spotify, Apple, if you guys want to check it out uh, on podcast. And the nice thing about Spotify is they put out uh, they put up the video that I upload here on YouTube. So that's the best way to catch up uh, if you guys miss it on YouTube. So here we go. We're going to start with the Baltimore Ravens in this one. AFC North here. Of course, Lamar Jackson, I think he is worthy of a top five QB selection. Not really noted. Uh, Tyler Huntley, Anthony Brown here are the backups. Uh, but I do like Lamar this year. I think he's got top five upside at the position. Running back one is J.K. Dobbins. I know he's got a little contract dispute right now. Don't know if he's going to get it. He might show up angry. But hey, an angry J.K. Dobbins could be a really good thing. Uh, and I'm expecting Dobbins to put up a, a really solid RB2 season, if not a top 10, top 12, if he is more involved as a receiving weapon. So I like J.K. Dobbins. You can get him in the fifth or sixth round sometimes. Gus Edwards is there. If you guys want to take a late round flyer on Gus Edwards, just in case anything happens to Dobbins, Gus is there. He would be the primary ball carrier. And I think in best ball leagues, I do like Gus uh, as a late round pick. And then keep an eye on Justice Hill. He has been hanging around the Ravens for a few seasons now. He's a decent uh, last round best, best ball selection. Uh, the receivers, Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, and Odell Beckham Jr. If I had to choose one, I'm probably choosing Bateman. He was beginning, you know, a mini breakout last year before his Liz Frank injury. He just, he just needs to you know stay healthy he has a, a cortisone shot that he got in june he should be good to go for training camp if everything goes smooth in training camps he's going to be a guy that we're we're hoping to target in uh you know our redraft leagues uh for the season zay flowers is a fun rookie you get to the double digit rounds you can take a flyer on zay flowers i think he's going to be a guy that maybe starts a little slow but ramps up towards the end of the year could be the number one receiver for lamar after mark andrews and then odell beckham I viewed him as just a bench piece on our fantasy rosters this year. I don't really trust him to stay healthy the whole year. It's going to be kind of a, a I think all three Ravens receivers are going to be kind of boom bust. But if you do draft Lamar, I get it. You might want one of these guys. But obviously, if you draft Lamar, I think it's a good idea to maybe target Mark Andrews. So he's the number two tight end uh, in the league here. So I, as far as the Ravens offense, I'm super excited about all these guys. Uh, and then the one to sneaky guy to keep an eye on is if anything happens to Bateman, Flowers, or Beckham, I believe Nelson Aguilar is going to be the fourth man and would be the next man up. So I like the Ravens quite a bit. You should be investing uh, in the Ravens. And then let's move on to the Cleveland Browns here. Uh, Deshaun Watson kind of being drafted as like the eighth or ninth QB right now. Uh, in best ball leagues, he's being drafted, I think, round seven. Sometimes he dips into the eighth round. I like him. He's got tremendous top five upside. I think uh, he's a pretty cheap quarterback one right now. And, and, you know, it allow grabbing Deshaun Watson in the seventh allows you to stack up, you know, on the running backs and receivers in the first six rounds. So I like waiting for Deshaun. I think there's rumors 
and uh, a pretty good chance that they're going to lean a little bit more into the passing game this year. We love their weapons. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, I'm into Deshaun Watson as a top 10 and maybe top 5 QB. We don't know. It depends on his rushing upside. RB1 is Nick Chubb. I think he's a top 5 running back this year. Sounds like he's going to get more work in the passing game, which is pretty exciting. So I, I am interested in that, and I, I think he can do it. I think Nick Chubb, I don't think he's you know got RB1 upside because his his um, his receiving game is limited, but the dude's going to be a good bet to lead the league in rushing, maybe touchdowns this year. Love Nick Chubb. You can get him in the second round, the drafts, and he's rock solid. Jerome Ford, when he gets to training camp, we're going to be watching for Jerome Ford. They basically have said that he is the RB2. We'll watch for him. Uh, they don't really have much depth behind Jerome Ford. So if they sign a veteran, that's notable. But if not, Jerome Ford is the main backup. Uh, you have Amari Cooper here. Uh, as the wide receiver one, he's being drafted uh, at wide receiver two prices right now. Sometimes the third or the fourth round. I like Amari Cooper. Fantastic year last year with, with Deshaun Watson. I think he's in for another good rock solid season. The sleeper here, though, is Elijah Moore. He goes a little bit later in drafts. In best ball leagues, he's more of an eighth or ninth round pick. I think Elijah Moore, uh, he's a dark horse to lead this team in receptions this year. He's probably going to operate out of the slot. You're going to have Cooper and DPJ on the outsides. A lot of Elijah Moore in the slot, and they did pay up a second-round pick to get him. So I, I like Elijah Moore quite a bit. He's one of those guys that you can get as your fourth or fifth receiver on your bench and feel pretty good about it. DPJ, more of a best ball pick. I don't know if he's going to be as useful in redraft league as he was last year, but still has you know 800-yard, five-touchdown upside. I like DPJ, but again, with Elijah Moore there, he's going to eat up some of those receptions. And then as far as tight ends go, I really like David Njoku. Uh, he allows you to wait on tight end. You can get him in the eighth or ninth round sometimes. And uh, he's he put up some really good numbers last year. He just didn't stay healthy for the full 17 games. But I think we should be invested into this Browns offense. Not really concerned with any of these backups here. I do want to see if Cedric Tillman can can make some moves. He's probably going to replace DPJ next year when he walks in free agency. Uh, but overall, I do like the Browns and nothing too crazy here to note uh, with their depth chart here. So draft Browns for sure. Let's go ahead and slide over to the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, Joe Burrow. I don't need to tell you to take Joe Burrow. He's probably set up for a career season this year. I love uh, everything about the Bengals offense and Joe Burrow going to be He's a top five QB this year. Just depends on how high he gets to. Uh, he, he could lead the league in passing yards, could lead them in touchdowns this year. I, I'm super excited about Burrow. Uh, I'm going to skip the running back position because I just want to talk about the receivers. Jamar Chase, draft him this year. If you get the second overall pick, take him. Uh, in a full PPR league, for sure. In half PPR league, I suppose you can maybe look at some other options, but uh, it goes Jamar, uh, goes Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. I don't think the gap is that big between the two. Uh, I, I think we're going to probably see the best of Jamar Chase this year. And then I was doing some stat digging yesterday, and Jamar Chase actually led the league in targets per game over Cup, over Justin Jefferson. Could be a really big breakout year for Jamar Chase. I like T. Higgins, but uh, he's more of a wide receiver, too, for me. He's being kind of drafted as a low-end wide receiver, one. I think if you can get him he's, he, in best ball leagues, he does cost a late second-round pick. I like him in the early third round. He's a really quality piece. If you if you want a piece of the Bengals, you could take Higgins in the third. Uh, but, again, I think he's more of a wide receiver, too. And I guess his biggest upside comes if Jamar Chase misses any more games. And Chase has missed a couple games in, the, in his career so far. So I like Higgins a lot. And then Tyler Boyd's a sneaky option late. You can get him in the ninth, 10th round. Not super excited about it, but he's a guy that you can pull in on your bench. You can flex him if you need to, start him in some high-scoring games, things like that. And then the sleeper on this offense is going to be Irv Smith. They used Hayden Hurst a lot last year, and I think Irv Smith's a lot better receiver uh, than Hayden Hurst. Who knows? This guy could be a 50-60 catch player. And uh, I think there's 
I think Irv Smith could outproduce Tyler Boyd. I think he could be the third receiver on this team. So keep an eye on Irv Smith. I like him as a tight end too on my on my team this year. And then the running back position. Rumor is they want to have Joe Mixon take a pay cut. If he doesn't take a pay cut, they could just cut him. We don't really know what's happening. I think the smart way to play it right now is to operate as if Joe Mixon is going to be the starter there. And uh, Chase Brown is the rookie that they drafted. But don't sleep on Trayvon Williams. I think Trayvon Williams has been in the system for, I think, three years now. And he is probably the lead favorite to be the RB2 in this. Chase Brown does have to beat him. So that's the biggest training camp battle to watch is the RB2 behind Joe Mixon. And hey, if they, if they let Joe Mixon go, I'm going to be very curious to see what um, what's what running back they grab in free agency. So keep that in mind. Draft Bengals for sure. The Steelers, you got uh interesting year. I think there's going to be growth this year. We're not super excited about this offense uh, in real life football, but I think for fantasy, they do provide some some nice picks here. Kenny Pickett, just a QB2 for super flex leagues. I think he's going to improve uh, in all of his metrics, his yards per attempt, his touchdown ratio, things like that. I like Pickett. He does have some leg upside too. He can run the ball, get some rushing touchdowns. So I like Pickett in super flex leagues. He's a QB2, best ball QB2 as well. Now, Najee Harris versus Jalen Warren. I was doing some data studies uh, on this this morning. Jalen Warren was better than Najee Harris in almost every running back metric last year. Better receiving back, better yards per carry, better all these, you know, all these advanced metrics too. Jalen Warren probably going to eat into Najee Harris's workload a little bit this year. I think last year it was kind of like a 30-70 split. We might even see that become more of a 40-60 split. So beware of Najee Harris kind of losing some volume. I still think Najee Harris is probably a mid to low end RB2. For where he's being drafted, I'm not super excited about it. He goes in the late third or early fourth round of some drafts. I prefer Jalen Warren late. I don't really want to land on Najee Harris. Uh, I, I think Warren's the one you want. Because if, if Harris goes down, Jalen Warren's going to get all the touches. We know we know he's good. We know that he can catch the ball, pass pro. He can. He's, he's a really good player. So I, I think I'm telling you, avoid Najee, draft Jalen Warren. Receivers, Deontay Johnson is going to lead the team in targets again. George Pickens is going to lead the team in yards. Uh, and then Pat Frymuth, man, he's going to give you the best of both. He's going to be up there in targets. He's going to be up there in yards and receptions. Could lead the team in touchdowns, too. I, I think of all the Pittsburgh receiving options, I want Pat Frymuth because dude last year was sixth in receptions for tight ends. He was sixth in yards and sixth in targets. So you're potentially getting a top six tight end. He's being drafted around wide or tight end 10. Uh, in the ninth round of best ball leagues right now. One of my favorite players. If you can get Deontay in the in the fifth or sixth round, I think that's a good bet. He's going to have a high floor in PPR leagues. He's going to catch touchdowns. He didn't catch a single touchdown last year, but he's going to catch them this year. George Pickens, huge play upside. I just want him to continue to get more targets. Uh, I think, again, year two growth from Kenny Pickett should be good for Deontay Pickens, Allen Robinson. We're not even going to talk about Robinson, but Pickens does have um, – a little sneaky growth because if this offensive line can hold up and be better this year, there's going to be more downfield passing. So I'm all in on the Steelers as pretty good fantasy picks, whether it's Warren, Deontay Pickens, and Pat Frymouth. I like these guys quite a bit. So there you go. That is our uh, AFC North. Let's move over to, let's, let's go to the NFC North here. Let me zoom in on the Bears. Bears, I'm going to keep it quick. Justin Fields kind of being drafted as a fringe top five QB. I think he can get there. The real question is, What's his passing volume going to be? The Bears are probably going to throw the ball the least in the league. That does mean I'm kind of skeptical skeptical of DJ Moore as well. I think DJ Moore is probably probably the best wide receiver three. Uh, I don't really like him as a wide receiver two, and that's kind of where he's being drafted. But in a full PPR league, I'm more excited about DJ Moore. Half PPR, not so much. I like him. I think he's more of like a top 25, top 30 wide receiver, though. So I like him. 
just be cautious of where he's going at ADP. And then with Justin Fields, I don't like how much he ran last year. I want him to throw a little bit more. Uh, I, I do not want to see him get hurt because if he gets hurt, that's just another wasted year for the Bears. Uh, but Fields, he's being drafted as kind of QB5, QB6. Take, a, take if, you, if you want him, go ahead and grab him. I, I think I'm a little bit more nervous about that, though. I think I prefer some of the other QBs in his area. Uh, but again, this, this offense is all about Fields, DJ Moore, and then what running back is going to be stepped up here. Khalil Herbert's the first running back taken. Foreman's a good first and second down runner. And then Roshan Johnson might be the third down back. I think it's going to be a mess. I don't know if there's any right answer here. I'd like to see what happens in training camp, but Roshan probably going to be the third down back. He's probably the guy that I want to bet on the most uh, because it sounds like Herbert going to be gone next year. Foreman's not under contract. They might give Roshan an extended look as the season comes to a close. So kind of avoiding the Bears running backs, maybe take a stab on Roshan, not interested in Mooney Claypool. Komet maybe is a tight end too, but I think the Bears offense, it's it's Fields and DJ Moore. Those are the two guys you need if you're interested there. The Packers, interesting offense. I think they're kind of being slept on. The Packers offense bottomed out with Aaron Rodgers last year. I think you might even see a bounce back in this Packers offense with Jordan Love as there's just more excitement, more energy, more youth here. Uh, a lot of inexperience, but this team is going to be a little bit quicker in pace. They're going to... Jordan Love's going to run the ball himself with his legs, so I think he does provide QB2 upside in Superflex leagues. Uh, he's a really good quarterback, too, for Superflex leagues as well. Aaron Jones costs a fifth or a sixth-round pick. I'm cool with that. He's going to be uh, – he's a fringe RB1. He's going to get the ball a could lead the team in receptions again this year. We don't really know that, but I love Aaron Jones uh, in full PPR and half PPR. Dylan – Dylan was a disappointment last year in a lot of metrics. Uh, he is in a contract year, so I do expect him to rebound a little bit. But Dylan, I'm slightly concerned. Uh, again, he didn't really play well last year. He did play really well, though, in December. And that's, you know, be patient with Dylan when you draft him. You can get him, you know, as your RB3 or 4. I'm fine with it. And hopefully this team kind of leans into the run a little bit more. So I'm in on Jones. I'm in on Dylan late. The receivers... It's a toss-up. I think Christian Watson is going to be pretty inefficient. Uh, hopefully his route tree begins to expand this year. Um, he kind of costs a fourth or a fifth round pick. I like him in the fifth. Fourth round's a little bit steep, uh, but I do like Watson, kind of like DJ Moore. I think he's a preferred wide receiver three. You kind of have to draft him as a wide receiver two, but I prefer him in that wide receiver three spot for my roster. I like Romeo Dobbs at cost. I think Dobbs is a dark horse to lead the team in receptions. He does have all the all the buzz going about him in training camp right now that he is the lead receiver that Jordan Love looks to. So I like Dobbs late. He could be the guy that leads the team in receptions. I think Watson's going to lead the team in targets and yards. Dobbs in receptions. Touchdowns will be up for grabs. I like Jaden Reed late. He's going to be their slot receiver. Don't know if I need him in my redraft leagues, though. More of a best ball pick. Dynasty pick, I like him a lot too. And then one of my favorite rookie tight ends is Luke Musgrave, just because there's no competition for him. He's going to get as much as he can handle. He's got Josiah Dabwara, Tucker Craft, another rookie there. Um, so Musgrave, I'm cool with him being a late round pick in best ball leagues, uh, but still rookie tight ends are hard to hit in, in redraft leagues. So I'm cautiously optimistic about the Packers. They have a soft schedule. All the NFC North teams do have a soft schedule, so I'm slightly optimistic there. The Lions, the favorite to win the NFC North. I think you want to draft uh, all four of these guys here for sure. Jared Goff is going to be a fringe QB1 most weeks. They play in a dome more than half their season, so Goff continues where he left off. They have a little bit more weapons this year. Jameer Gibbs, best receiving back coming out of college here. David Montgomery, he's an upgrade to Jamal Williams, so I think you're going to see a boost in the running game. You're going to see a boost in Goff dump-offs to Gibbs, and Montgomery's a good receiving back himself, so I think Goff, you can get him late. He can be your QB1. I'm totally cool with that. Jameer Gibbs, 
kind of goes in the third or fourth round in a full PPR league. I'm all in on Gibbs being a running back too. That could end up as a top 10 running back. And then Montgomery goes a little bit later. He is actually a pretty good value right now in fantasy drafts. He's going to lead the team in carries. Yeah, maybe catch a pass or two per game, lead the team in touchdowns. It's a pretty safe bet. I like Montgomery and Gibbs both. Amon Ross St. Brown costs a late first, early second round pick. He's a shoe in to lead the team in targets, receptions, and probably yards. Uh, I, I have nothing bad to say about Amon Ross St. Brown. He is perfect for Jared, Gupp, uh, Jared Goff. He is Cooper Cup light. Um, while Jamison Williams is under suspension, Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds, not really excited about these guys. I do like Sam Laporta, kind of like how I like Musgrave. He can be a late round best ball selection. Might be inefficient as a redraft player here, but I don't mind him as a tight end too. So I'm in on the Lions offense for sure. Let's take a look at the Minnesota Vikings. You have Kirk Cousins. He's a perennial top 10, top 12 quarterback. Draft him when you can. The Vikings might lean a little bit more pass heavy this year. I love their passing weapons. Um, Alexander Madison, he's the guy this year. I think you want to draft him as your running back too. He can be a fifth round pick, sometimes a fourth round pick, but I like him in the fifth or the sixth round when he's there. People are doubting him, but volume is king in this league. We know Madison has done it when he gets the opportunity, so I'm fine with Madison as my RB2. Um, camp battle to watch is who's the running back to here? If Madison goes down, is it Ty Chandler? Is it Dwayne McBride? Is it Kenny Nwongwu? My money's on Ty Chandler. I think he's the best all-around back behind Madison. McBride's the best first and second down runner. And then Nwongwu, he's probably the best, like, playmaker and he's their kick returner he's got some finesse to his move i think you might see some kind of if madison goes down you're probably going to see a running back by committee here uh with the receivers i don't need to tell you to take jj he's the first player taken in the drafts right now he's set up for another career year so i, I love justin jefferson continue to take him when you can jordan addison a really good rookie coming out of usc here he was a former belitnikoff winner fantastic couple seasons there with kenny pickett uh, and then in usc He's being drafted kind of like as a seventh, eighth round pick right now. I think he can be your wide receiver three or a flex. He might be one of your first receivers off your bench. I think for sure in PPR leagues, half PPR, maybe we'll see. Uh, but I, I, I'm excited about Addison and he might have a little bit slow start to the year, but we'll see. If you are nervous about Addison, you should be excited about KJ Osborne. Osborne is in a contract year. He outperformed Adam Thielen uh, tremendously down the stretch last year. And the reason I'm kind of hesitant on Addison is because I think Osborne's pretty good. He might um, he might be the number two wide receiver in terms of receptions and targets to start the year. Addison might have to work into that, but don't sleep on KJ Osborne. You can get him late, put him on your end of your bench. I, I do like his upside, uh, but for sure, JJ, Addison, they deserve to be drafted. Osborne's like one of your last picks. And then TJ Hawkinson, Tight end number three for me. I think he's going to be closer to Mark Andrews. He might even outperform Mark Andrews. Last year when Hawkinson went to the Vikings, he was the number two tight end in fantasy football. So Hawkinson, absolutely love him. I think if I'm drafting anybody else beside JJ on this team, I want Hawkinson, Madison, Addison, Osborne. So all in on the Minnesota Vikings. And there you go. That is your NFC North, let's bump down to let's go ahead and bump down to the New York Giants and the NFC East. Let me just do some formatting here real quick. And uh, let's see here. New York Giants. Um, this offense is going to be improved this year. I, I like where what they did in the offseason. They still haven't got Saquon Barkley locked up forever. They did sign Daniel Jones to a deal. They did bring in some extra receivers. And then the main guy here, I think it's all about Darren Waller for the New York Giants this year. He's kind of like a sixth or seventh round pick right now. Uh, he's going to lead the team in receptions, targets, and yards. He is their number one receiver. Darren Waller, we, we might see a vintage Darren Waller season. So if you wait on tight end, 
he's one of my guys that I like a lot late. Daniel Jones, he was a fringe quarterback one last year. Going to do the same this year. He's got better weapons. It's a better team this year, year two of the system. We could see Daniel Jones put up a lot of top five QB uh, weeks with, you know, his rushing upside. So I'm all in on Daniel Jones uh, as kind of a, a late QB one. Saquon Barkley, he's a top five running back. I don't need to tell you to take him. I know he's kind of unhappy about his contract situation, but that should get resolved. Uh, maybe we'll see him in training camp soon. Not really sure who the RB2 is. I think they like Matt Breida. I want to see what Eric Gray does in training camp, but we'll watch that uh, in July. The receivers, man. Isaiah Hodgins had a really nice year down the stretch. Darius Slayton proved to be their most consistent receiver all year long. And then a lot of camp buzz about Paris Campbell right now. I think all three guys are worth a shot in the late rounds, especially best ball leagues. When you can sit and get Daniel Jones as your QB1, I'm hammering these wide receivers late. I love them uh, in their value right now. Hodgins, could be a really good steal. I think he's their best receiver. He's their best all-around receiver. Darius Slayton, more of a best ball pick. I think he's their big play guy. And then Paris Campbell, he's going to be their slot receiver. He could lead the team in receptions after Darren Waller. We'll keep an eye on Jalen Hyatt. He was running with the third team in offense uh, camps this year. Not excited about Hyatt this year. I think he's a guy that I'm kind of staying away from. Wondell Robinson coming back from his injury. I think I think he's going to get worked in the offense. He's not a guy I've been drafting a ton of. And then Sterling Shepard, man, he just keeps coming back. Uh, from the dead here, but I like the Giants. Anything happens to Darren Waller, Daniel Bellinger is going to be a hot waiver wire pickup. So Giants, we're, we're interested in the offense for sure. Let's move on to the Washington Commanders who have given the keys to second-year quarterback Sam Howell. And uh, he's a guy in super flex leagues. I think he's worth a stab because he's going to have a lot of running upside. He did run for a ton of yards in his final year of college. He had a handful of touchdowns too. He's a guy that has a big arm. He can make some plays with his legs and he had a pretty good game last year in the final game of the season. He did uh, give Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson usable fantasy weeks in that game. And then he also rushed for a touchdown. So super flex leagues. I'm interested in Howell as my third QB in best ball leagues. I think again, he's kind of like your third QB. Uh, if anything happens, I think Jacoby Brissett, gives him a veteran backup presence. Uh, I think they got to see what Howell has this year. So he's the guy. And I, I think it could work out. I, I think I like Howell. I like this offense a lot. Eric B is there now calling the shots. Uh, and I think you want, I think you want Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson shares this season. Brian Robinson last year, the dude averaged 17 point something attempts per game last year uh, when he got back from his knee gunshot wound. So just keep in mind, like he's going to be a full year removed from that injury. He might even be better this year. I think he's a sneaky candidate to be a thousand yard back this year. Hopefully get some red zone touchdowns, things like that. Hopefully more involved as a pass catching back as well. I like Brian Robinson. He's super cheap. He can be your RB three or four, and he, you can even plug him in as your RB two. I think most weeks uh, based on volume alone. And then Gibson, man, the Chiefs throw the ball to the running back like no other. Eric Bieniemy now in in Washington. I think he's going to continue to do what the Commanders have done. And keep in mind, the Commanders have thrown the the running back a ton the last couple of years as well. You got to think of McKissick, Antonio Gibson. McKissick's gone now. Gibson can just step into all of the third down work. And last year, if you combined McKissick's and Gibson's uh, total targets. I think it would have been almost 90 to 100. So Gibson has huge target upside. In full PPR leagues, I want Gibson. I think in half PPR to standard leagues, you want Brian Robinson. But both guys will be used. Super excited about what the enemy can do with these guys. 
receivers, you want Terry McLaurin in the fourth or fifth round. I think he's a rock steady running uh, wide receiver too. If you can get him as your wide receiver three flex on your team, that's where he presents a really nice value. And then Dotson, I think can be your wide receiver three or flex as well. Could be your first receiver off the bench. I think he's in for a year two breakout. Love Dotson. Um, and then Curtis Samuels there, he might be your last pick in your fantasy drafts. He's a nice best ball uh, deep stash as well. And then tight end, we have to kind of keep an eye on what's going on here with Logan Thomas, John Bates. And I can't remember who the other, the third tight end is here. I actually, I missed him. Let me see. Let me pull that up real quick for us. Commanders, our lads, because they were talking him up and I need to add him to this list. If anything happens to... Logan Thomas, Cole Turner is going to be the guy here to keep an eye on. And Cole Turner, I guess he impressed at the tight end university camp. He's a sleeper here. I don't trust Logan Thomas to stay healthy. He's getting up there in age. He could be a nice last round pick for you if you need a tight end too. Not really sure. I'm excited about the tight end position for the commanders though. Keep an eye on Cole Turner though in dynasty leagues. I'm in on the commanders. I think they're going to be fun. Uh, I'm excited to see what they can do with the enemy. Let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott, he's a fringe QB. He's a fringe QB one. He's a top 10, top 12 QB, I think. Um, I'm nervous about Kellen Moore getting out of town. Mike McCarthy's going to be calling the plays. We might see them run the ball a little bit more. I think, if anything, if you have to draft one Dallas Cowboy this year, it's Tony Pollard. He's going to get all the work that he can handle running the ball, receiving the ball. No Ezekiel Elliott. I, I, I left a hole here at the RB2 spot. I'm slightly nervous that... They're going to either bring back Zeke or sign a Kareem Hunt, sign a Leonard Fournette. They're going to sign another big back that can come in and, and, and just help keep Tony Pollard fresh. If they don't sign a back, though, Malik Davis, Deuce Vaughn, Ronald Jones, Rico Dowdle, one of these guys will be the RB2. I'm going to be interested in that running back. Whoever it is in July that steps up ahead is the RB2. I'm going to be interested in him as a deep sleeper. But Tony Pollard, man, he should be drafted as a late first-round pick. You can get him in the second, third round right now of fantasy drafts. And he is the one cowboy that I want, even over C.D. Lamb. I like Dak Prescott a lot, but again, if, if McCarthy's calling more plays and Kellen Moore, man, he, he was a, a blessing for Dak Prescott's fan, uh, passing numbers without him. I might be a little bit, uh, a little bit shy on Dak here, but CeeDee Lamb still a top 10 receiver. You don't know if he's got top five upside at the position, but he's a super safe wide receiver one. He's got more competition for targets though with Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup. I do know that Dalton Schultz is gone. So that opens things up for Jake Ferguson, uh, who I think is a really nice sleeping sleeper tight end uh, late in your drafts. I expect him to be the receiving tight end. Luke Shoemaker, more of a pass blocker. Don't sleep on Peyton Hendershot either. But my money's on Jake Ferguson. Again, the receivers. I like Brandon Cooks. Uh, I think he's a kind of like a Jahan Dotson. He could be your wide receiver three, your number four guy that you pull up and you know flex every now and then. A, just a nice bench player. Gallup, a little bit deeper sleeper. Uh, he is a wide receiver three on his own team. He could get some softer coverages. He's a full year removed from his knee injury. I, I like the Cowboys offense, but pumping my brakes just because I'm slightly concerned. They're not going to be as pass happy without um, without Kellen Moore. The Eagles. <clears throat> draft Jalen Hurts. Draft A.J. Brown. Draft Devonta Smith. And draft Dallas Goddard. These are the four shoe-ins that I think make the most sense. Jalen Hurts is going to be either the QB one or QB two, whatever, one of those two positions, AJ Brown's top five, top 10 receiver, Devonta Smith, probably top 10 receiver for sure. So I'd like both as wide receiver ones, but the sleeper here is Dallas Goddard. You can get him in the seventh round of fantasy drafts right now. And his numbers looked really, really good before his injury last year. I think the first 10 weeks of the year, 
Dude was averaging uh, the second most tight end yards per game here. So he is the sleeper here. If you miss on Brown or Devonta Smith, go get Dallas Goddard. He is, he's a lock top five tight end this year. He's probably going to enter a breakout season. Um, so that's how I'm playing this Eagles passing game. The running back game, they're going to do this by compartmentalization. They're going to get probably Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift running the ball on first and second down. You're going to get DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell catching the ball on third down and passing situations as well. Boston Scott's just kind of their utility garbage man here. I'm not sure which one to draft. I think there's a ton of opportunity here for the Eagles running back situation, but I don't feel good about any of them. I think Kenneth Gainwell is the safest pick because he's the cheapest pick right now. I, I'm... I don't believe in DeAndre Swift. I, I think the Lions showed us what they believe in him. He's been a really f- efficient running back and scoring touchdowns in, in PPR in his league, in, in his time with the Lions. But the Eagles, they don't really throw the ball a lot to the running back. So uh, he's coming from a team that threw the ball, the running backs, probably over 100 targets per season. And now on the Eagles, you're going to maybe get about 60 or 70. So it's a huge downgrade in his situation. Uh, but his ability to run the football, that might be what kind of swings the other way. Maybe he looks better as a running back here. I, I, I wish I could tell you to take DeAndre Swift. I think we need to see more info from training camp. I want to see how they're being used in training camp right now. So I'm pending thoughts here on the Eagles. I'd be curious what you guys think in the comments. Which one are you drafting? I'd like Penny to be their first and second down back. And I think Kenneth Gainwell is a pretty good receiving back. So I love this offense. Draft some Eagles this year. That concludes the NFC East. And wow, we're a half hour into the show already right now. We're only into our fourth division. Maybe we'll pick up the pace a little bit here, guys. The AFC East, Tua Tagovailoa, he's being drafted too cheap right now. It's, I know people are going to say, oh, the concussion, one more hit and he's done. If he gets hurt, you'll find another quarterback. It's fine. I think you want Tua in your fantasy leagues this year, especially if you take Tyreek or Jalen Waddle. And that's what this offense surrounds. It's all about Tyreek. It's all about Jalen Waddle. I actually prefer Jalen Waddle at cost. Tyreek Hill costs like a fringe top five pick. Jalen Waddle, an easy second round pick. I've seen him fall into the third round of, of some, you know, random ESPN mocks and things like that. Draft both these guys. They are the engine to this team. Tyreek Hill going over 2,000 yards wouldn't surprise me. I think Jalen Waddle, year three, in for a huge year. Love these two receivers. And just because of that, I'm in on Tua. I think Tua can be your top 10 quarterback and in for a nice season. Now at running back, are they going to sign Dalvin Cook? I don't think so. If they if they get Dalvin Cook, that's going to change the outlook. So we'll, we'll worry about that later. But let's say they're going in with Mostert, Jeff Wilson, and Devin A-Chain. I think Mostert and Wilson are going to you know be the primary first and second down running backs. I think you're going to see Wilson and A-Chain kind of mixed in as the third running back. I think all three guys are good bets here to be on your roster. I think you want to just have one of these guys on your bench and play the matchups. Uh, and, and who knows, maybe over the long season, Raheem Mostert and Wilson, not the best bills of health in their careers. A-Chain might be the guy that's worth stashing for the whole season and just letting him see what he can do. They were pretty excited to get him. He's super fast. They're going to have a lot of fun scheming him some things in this offense. And uh, I do think he's probably going to be their best passing back. So if I had to take one, it's A-Chain. He's actually being drafted the highest right now in fantasy drafts. But put him on your bench see what happens. Uh, I'll, I'll draft Mostert and Wilson late in best ball leagues right now just because. But I think my money's on A-Chain being the guy. Uh, other receivers here. Cedric Wilson. Robbie Anderson, Robbie Chosen Anderson, Braxton Berrios, just some guys here for depth. I'm not super excited about them, but best ball league, sure, I'll take a stab at Robbie or Cedric. Uh, and then tight end here, Mike Kosicki's gone. They don't really use the tight end in their offense a lot, but 
I've been drafting Durham Smythe like 20th round of best balls right now. He's the leading tight end. We'll see what happens. But I, I like the Dolphins. We'll see what happens if they do bring in Dalvin Cook. The New York Jets. <clears throat> first receiver, uh, first player from the Jets taken is Garrett Wilson. I don't need to tell you to take Garrett Wilson. He's set up for a huge year with Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully Rodgers comes back for next year and Wilson can continue continue this run. Uh, but I think Wilson does have top five upside at the position. He's going to lead the team in receptions, targets, yards, probably receiving touchdowns. He's going to be a, a baby Devontae for Aaron Rodgers. That's my takeaway for the Jets. Take Garrett Wilson. Now, Brees Hall. Um, I'm nervous about the Jets because I think, I think the Jets are more likely to sign Dalvin Cook than the Dolphins are because they've been rumored to want a running back ever since the draft. And now... Brees Hall coming off a, a big knee injury. It sounds like he's on track to play, but they, they're going to probably ease him into the lineup. They're going to probably ramp his production up over September, get him more ready for October, November football. He might be kind of a committee back to start the year. But when you draft Brees Hall, ignore what his numbers look like in September. I think you want Brees Hall on your team in November, December for the fantasy playoffs. He's going to be the dude. I'm all excited about Brees Hall. He's a great third round pick right now. But hey, if they bring in Dalvin Cook, we're going to have to reevaluate. I do think Abanaconda, the rookie running back here, is their best RB2. Michael Carter maybe on third downs. Sound of the night, kind of a plotter. Uh, we'll watch out. We'll watch out for the RB2 spot for the Jets in training camp. Lazard, probably just a guy you want on your bench that you can pull up as a wide receiver three or flex. Uh, Hardman, a best ball pick for me. Don't know if he needs to be on our rosters every week. And then we'll watch for this backup receiver duties i still think Corey davis is probably their second best receiver on the team mims might not even make the team Cobb's gonna make the team and be forced to run routes on third down uh, and then the tight end i like tyler conklin lake he actually had some pretty nice numbers last year rogers has always been pretty efficient with his tight end so i like the jets man draft rogers and you know to be your, your your late qb1 i think he's a great qb2 in super flex leagues and uh yeah i'm all in on the jets this year Garrett Wilson is the prize. Brees Hall, the consolation. Let the other chips fall where they fall. Uh, let's see here. The Patriots. I'm going to be quick here on the Patriots. Mac Jones, barely usable as a QB2 for Superflex Leagues. I do think the Patriots offense is going to be better in 2023. They finally have an offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien, who's got a connection to Mac Jones back in Alabama. It looks like it's going to be a nice bounce-back season. So I, I like Mac. Superflex Leagues, sure, I can mix him in as my QB2. Running back. Now, I do like Ramondre as a top 10, top 12 running back. I think they're going to spell him a little bit, though. I think you're going to see a little bit more of the other running backs mixed in. I don't. I think he's going to be their primary guy, but I think you're going to see him not as uh, high volume as he was last year, especially uh, as a receiver. Uh, they do like, for some reason, they like Ty Montgomery a lot <laughs> as receiving back. I love Pierre Strong. If I'm drafting Ramondre Stevenson uh, in best ball, I do tap on Pierre Strong a lot. I think he's their best uh, third down back, and then you do have uh, my bad. I have Kevin Harris here. Um, so we're gonna watch this backfield battle in training camp here. I think the pecking order is probably that. I think it's probably um, Air Strong, RB2, Ty Montgomery, Kevin Harris. You can take Ramondre in the third round, I'm fine with it, but I don't view him as like a super stud RB1 as like some other people. I think he looks best as a running back two on your rosters this year. Receivers, I'm staying away. Juju, Parker, Bourne. These guys are only best ball picks. You might even see DeAndre Hopkins slot in here. If Hopkins signs here, I'm drafting him a ton. Uh, otherwise, I'm just not interested in Juju Devante. I do like the tight ends, though. I'd rather have Hunter Henry or Mike Jasicki. Overall, though, not super excited about the Patriots' offense for fantasy. They will rebound in 2023, but I think we can avoid them. If you need a tight end late, grab Hunter Henry or Jasicki, one of these two later. 
the guys here and then grab Ramondre. It's all about Ramondre. Uh, let's move on to the Buffalo Bills. Exciting team here. Josh Allen, first, second, or third quarterback off the board. I love him. Take him when you can. He's got the best rushing upside and the best passing upside uh, mixed into one. He's he's a lock. You know, he's a lock for top three production. So we like Josh Allen. The running back battle, though. Devin Singletary out. They bring in Damian Harris from New England. I expect Harris to be probably the leading team ball carrier. I do expect more work for James Cook this year. I'm hoping James Cook gets all the receiving work. We don't really think of Damian Harris uh, as a passing down back. So James Cook's probably walking into 50, 60 targets. Hopefully they get him six to eight touches, you know, carries per game here. So I, I like James Cook as like my RB3, a guy that I can pull up as my RB2, can flex him in a PPR league. I'm, I'm all in on James Cook, probably not so much in half PPR standard. Uh, in a half PPR standard though, that's where Damien Harris looks better. So it depends on your format. Uh, I do like both guys. I think they're both useful. They're, it's it's going to be a better running back room than I think it was with Singletary. Year two, James Cook. Harris is a proven guy. It's a really good running back room. And we might even see the Bills lean more into the running backs because honestly, Everything else after Stephon Diggs is a question mark here. Gabe Davis kind of disappointed people last year. I think he's fine as a wide receiver three or a bench receiver that you pull up as your flex. Uh, we're going to be watching, though, to see who the number three receiver is, whether it's Khalil Shakir, Trent Sherfield, Deontay Hardy. Um, and the rumored right now is that Dawson Knox is going to stay on the field a lot as their tight end one. And then Kincaid, Kincaid's actually a receiver. I think he could mix in with Shakir as the wide receiver three. He could be a slot guy. I'm not really sure where to take him yet. We're going to need this training camp information. So right now, uh, on July 1st here, you're taking Allen, James Cook, Damian Harris, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. Those five guys I like. Let's watch that wide receiver three battle. And then don't sleep on Dawson Knox. He can be a really nice tight end two for you. A guy you pull up on your bye weeks or if you have a good matchup, we'll play it. So I like Buffalo, but we got some training camp battles to watch for sure. All right, that's the AFC East. Let's move it down to the AFC South. Not excited about this AFC South, but kind of excited about the Houston Texans. I think these guys for fantasy, not really super excited about this team. I, I think CJ Stroud is a fine QB2 for Superflex, maybe a QB3, a guy you want on your roster. I'm fine with it. Uh, he's going to take his lumps this year, but it's a good foundation for him. They have a nice offensive line. They got some weapons. They have a good defense. It might be a nice uh, a nice rookie season for C.J. Stroud, but again, super flex, QB2, QB3. It's all about Damian Pierce. I think Pierce is guaranteed to lead the team in carries, running yards, rushing touchdowns. He's going to be the centerpiece of this offense. And if he's involved more as a receiver this year, keep in mind, this is going to be the 49ers-style offense where they love to dump the ball off a lot. Uh, if Pierce picks up more as a receiver, he's in for a running back one season. You can get him as a running back two right now. And that's where I like him. I, I think Damian Pierce is the centerpiece of this offense. You, I think you want to measure RB2 this year. Singletary, I think he's just like a third down guy. I mean, last year they used Rex Burkhead a lot in this situation. I think Singletary is going to basically just be a guy that takes – takes. Uh, he gives Damian Pierce a breather. He's not going to threaten Damian Pierce's job for carries a ton. He's going to be a guy that kind of just mixes in and gives Pierce a breather when needed. If I'm drafting a Texans receiver, it's Nico Collins. I, I do like Robert Woods late, but Nico Collins is the stud receiver here for the for the for these guys. And he's going way too late. You can get him as like your fourth or fifth receiver on this team. And I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up a top 36 finish this year. Um, again, I like Robert Woods. We'll watch for John Mechie. Keep an eye on Tank Dell as well. And then Xavier Hutchinson too. I think uh, this could be the future wide receiver core 
for Stroud. You got Dell, Hutchinson, Mechie, maybe Nico Collins in there. Uh, and then Dalton Schultz. I, I think he's going to be a security blanket for Stroud. I, I, I like him. He's going to be kind of a low a low ceiling, high floor kind of guy. You know, four for 40 most weeks here. Get you eight to ten points. Maybe catch a touchdown. I'm in on uh, the Texans offense. So there's some pieces here. I think it's all Damian Pierce. Take a stab at Nico. Maybe Dalton Schultz at tight end if you need it. Let's move on to the Jaguars. Probably the class of the AFC South. But man, oh man, their offensive line... <clears throat> High concerns there. Uh, I think this team's going to throw the ball a ton. They're going to run the ball well with ETN. Uh, but either way, Lawrence is the piece that I think everything comes off of. He's a, a top 10 QB for me this year. Don't know if he's top five, but I think he's going to be, you know, kind of that fringe guy, top seven, top eight, something like that. He's got nice rushing upside. I think you can get him pretty reasonable in value at ADP right now. I want Trevor Lawrence on my teams. CJ Beathard there is the backup. Now, the running back room, everyone has a weird stance on this. I think ETN is okay as a running back. I think he, for what we expected, like he's not as good as a receiving back. I think he's a better running back than he's a receiving back based on the numbers last year. ETN's going to lead the team in carries. He's going to lead the team in receiving work for running backs as well. But keep in mind, the first month of the season last year, they were using James Robinson a ton. They brought in Tank Bigsby in the third round, who is a guy that can, he can, he can, you know, do a lot of volume. He might be a guy that gets eight to 10 touches per game. He might take a little bit of the ceiling off ETN. So to me, I view ETN as like a, a steady RB2, you know, kind of like a, a top 15, top 20 guy. I think, I think he's fine. He might lose goal line and short yardage work to Tank Bigsby. Not really sure what's going to happen here. So where ETN's going, I, I'll take him in the fourth or fifth round sometimes. Uh, but I'm just cautious here because when you think of the Jags, I'm thinking about the passing offense, Lawrence, Ridley, Kirk. That's what I want. I think ETN is going to probably get a little bit of his touches taken from Tank Bigsby, who's a great pick late in the drafts. Jarenis Johnson's there. Jermichael Hasty's there. But yeah, we're going to watch this training camp uh, situation with Bigsby to see if he is uh, getting pumped up here. Uh, but the wide receivers, man, I think you want Calvin Ridley on your team. You want Christian Kirk. I prefer Christian Kirk because he goes after Calvin Ridley. We haven't seen Calvin Ridley play football in a year and a half. Um, he's up there in age as well. We don't know if he still has that juice. Christian Kirk, though, was a phenomenal pick last year in, in drafts, if you got him. He was a huge value. He was a fringe wide receiver one. I still think he's a solid wide receiver two this year. He's my bet to lead this team in targets, receptions, maybe even touchdowns. Ridley could lead the team in yards and touchdowns as well, but I do think there's a huge chemistry gap. Kirk has a year with Lawrence. He's his most trusted guy. I, th I think Kirk is the guy that I I, I prefer at ADP. I like Ridley. I think he, I think both these guys are solid wide receiver twos, but if you can get Kirk as your wide receiver three, that is a really hit, big hit. And then Zay Jones is the guy you want to maybe put on your bench, uh, kind of like a Michael Gallup, you know, that wide receiver three that could have some spike weeks. And if Ridley or Kirk miss a game, we're probably starting Zay Jones in our lineups. And then Evan Ingram has not signed his deal yet. We'll see what happens there. I think when Ingram signs his deal and reports to camp, he'll be a top 10 tight end. But with Ridley there, Probably not as high as a ceiling as he had last year. So I think he's kind of a low-end tight end one. They did draft Brenton Strange. We'll keep an eye on him. They drafted Parker Washington, um, Jamal Agnew, not Agnes here. Jamal Agnew will be the wide receiver four. Uh, so I like the I like the Jags offense. Just keep an eye on this running back battle between ETN and Bigsby. So I, li I like the Jags, but uh, we'll see what happens. Hassan Haskins, my man. Get out of here. 
Um, anyways, the Titans. Ryan Tannehill, he's going to be the incumbent starter here. I do think Tannehill's got <clears throat> a little bit more upside than people realize. Um, I think he's going to hold off Will Levis for a long part of the season. He might end up starting 12, 13, 14 games. We might basically the Titans because the AFC South so soft, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Titans kind of just keep hanging around in this division, have a shot at the playoffs. And as long as the Titans have a shot at the playoffs, Ryan Tannehill is going to play. Now at OTAs and minicamp, Will Levis was the QB three. He actually wasn't even the QB two. They had Malik Willis. Uh, looking better here. So Levis and Willis are way behind in this battle. We're going to watch that in training camps here, but I keep taking Ryan Tannehill in best ball leagues. I think he's going to be uh, a lot more useful than people think this year. Now, uh, the offensive line is in rough shape. They just lost one of their best offensive linemen for a gambling suspension. I think it's a six-game suspension. And then Hassan Haskins, man, is just an idiot. He uh, he is in trouble. He's going to be probably facing a felony charge. Uh, so it's all about Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears. Take Derrick Henry, the dude, the tank. He's proven it to us year in, year out. If Derrick Henry, my first or second round pick, if he if he blows up, I'm okay with it. We'll figure it out, but I, I want those 300 touches. I want Derrick Henry on my fantasy teams. Um, and then Tajay Spears, man, he is the sleeper because they used a, a pass catching back a lot in Dontrell Hilliard last year. Tajay Spears is probably their second or third best receiving option on this team after Burks and Ozigbo. So I like Tajay Spears light. Uh, he's a really good sleeper. Draft him, especially in best ball leagues. He's great. Now, Traylon Burks is their only receiving game in town. He is their wide receiver one. It's Nick Westbrook, Akina, Kyle Phillips, Racy McMath, Chris Moore, Colton Dowell. What the hell is this lineup for a wide receiver group? It's really bad. Traylon Burks is a lock to lead this team in receptions, targets, yards, and touchdowns. It's hard to find that on a lot of teams. And I know it's a low volume passing offense, but he's going to do, he's, he's, he's built like a baby AJ Brown. Okay. And we were drafting AJ Brown on this roster a few years ago. I do think Traylon Burks has wide receiver two upside. His price right now is ridiculous. You can get him, you can get him as a late wide wide receiver three wide receiver four. He's a seventh, eighth round pick right now. Tremendous upside. It wouldn't surprise me if, if he just takes off and, you know, smashes for 1200 yards and like eight touchdowns or something like that. I want Burks on my team because he is so cheap right now. And he's, the pure wide receiver one on this team with no competition. After that, I'll keep an eye on Kyle Phillips, man. He's a slot receiver. If DeAndre Hopkins signs with this team, that's exciting. Uh, we'll reevaluate that when it comes time to it, but ugly receiving core for the Titans. Chigozium, I gotta spell Chigozium correct here. Chigozium Okonkwo is the second best receiver on this team. Ozigbo, Flashed as a rookie last year. I think he had five games over double-digit PPR points. He popped in a lot of advanced metrics uh, as a tight end, and he is the guy this year. No Austin Hooper anymore. They're going to give him as much work as he can handle. He might be a 60-catch guy this year. Really nice floor, I think, for Chig. He is going to be the second read on a lot of these targets, and Tannehill's always done well with the tight end. So I like Chig. Fringe tight end one for me this year, man. I'd almost rather have Chig than I would Evan Ingram. So that's kind of where I'm at. I like I like Chig. I like Traylon. I like Tajay. I like Henry. Ryan Tannehill, QB2, man. Super flex leagues. Just keep an eye on him. The Indianapolis Colts, the sleeper of the AFC West. And they might even, they might even win this division. Who knows? Anthony Richardson, super exciting guy. I think in redraft leagues, you kind of want him on your team as your QB2. Like, say you drafted Anthony Richardson... Uh, and you paired him with, I don't know, say Derek Carr, 
Jared Goff. You mix in one of these pocket passers. You bring in Anthony Richardson. You start Jared Goff or Derek Carr for the first four games. Let's see what Richardson can do. And uh, with his rushing upside, I think it can be really, really fun. So I love Anthony Richardson. There is – I mean, I, I had a terrible um, – uh, anyways, uh, Anthony Richardson – he has to win the training camp battle first. They like Minshew. Minshew's a tough beat, okay? Uh, Minshew's going to be there. If anything happens to Richardson, we're going to end up starting Minshew a lot in our leagues. But uh, it's all about Anthony Richardson. He's a guy that could run for seven or 800 yards this year. Hopefully, he's got uh, a better passing efficiency than we're all expecting. Um, wide evaluation for Richardson, and I'm, I'm kind of rambling here. But I like Richardson on my teams as a QB2. In, in super flex leagues, he's a phenomenal QB2. I think in redraft leagues, you want to pair him. And you might have to draft Richardson as your QB1. But if you can just tack on a Goff, a Carr, even a Jordan Love, something like that, it, it might be kind of nice. Um, Jonathan Taylor, he's a top five running back for me. I think he's my RB4. We've seen the results with a running quarterback and what he does for his running back. Think of Jalen Hurts last year with Miles Sanders. Career year for Miles Sanders. Jonathan Taylor, man, finally healthy. We like we like the Colts to run the ball a lot. Taylor's going to be a good pick. We'll, we'll see the, the RB2 battle here. Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, they drafted Evan Hall, good receiving back. Now, I like Michael Pittman. I, I think Pittman, the last two years, man, he has been wide receiver 18 and like wide receiver 22. And his QBs the last couple of years have been the ghost of Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, Sam Ellinger, uh, just just Jacoby Brissett, just some real garbage at quarterback. So I like Michael Pittman. He's being drafted kind of kind of around Traylon Burks. He's being drafted as a late wide receiver three. I think he's a fine pick and a safe pick for your fantasy rosters. Even if Anthony Richardson sucks, Pittman's going to be okay. Alec Pierce, a good deep threat option. He's a best ball pick. And then Isaiah McKenzie here is their third receiver. Keep an eye on him. We'll see if Josh Downs can make a competition there between McKenzie. Uh, and then at tight end here, Jelani Woods, Moe Cox, Kylan Granson. I think it's Jelani Woods. I want him to break out this year. But uh, as for me, with fantasy, the only Colts that I think should be drafted are Richardson, JT, Pittman. Those are going to be the three here. You can take a sleeper on Pierce. You can take a sleeper on Jelani Woods. That's about it. Uh, but it's all about Richardson, Jonathan Taylor, and then hopefully Richardson can just pummel Pittman with some targets. So that's kind of where we're at. AFC South complete. We're going on 50 minutes here. I got three more divisions left. AFC or NFC South. Let's pick up the pace. Uh, the Falcons, I think the pure guys you want on your team, Bijan, London, Pitts. After that, it's a complete mess. I think Desmond Ritter has a chance to hold on to the job for the full season. He's a guy that is probably a QB3 in Superflex League, so just not enough passing volume on this team. Um, so I, I like Ritter. I'm rooting for him. Taylor Heineke is the backup. So in case of emergency, this offense can still function, which means I still like Drake London and Kyle Pitts because Heineke floated McLaurin, Dotson, and some of the other guys there. I, I think, if anything, maybe Heineke opens up the passing game for this team. But either way, it's Bijan Robinson. Draft him, please. Draft him with your late first-round pick. Draft him in every format. Bijan Robinson is going to be the dude. He's a top-five running back. Lock could even be a top-three back. Uh, Bijan, perfect. He's got the best situation that he could be in to get carries. Hopefully, use more as a receiver uh, than we're expecting, too. Algier. Algier is a fine bench stash, but I don't know if you need him. He's more of a best ball pick. We'll see if Cordero Patterson even makes the team. They might cut him. Uh, Drake London. London played really well with Desmond Ritter the last four games of the season. He was a, a really solid wide receiver, too. He's kind of being drafted in the fourth or the fifth round right now. I want him on my team. I think he's going to be the leading receiver for the Falcons. Has a high floor. He's going to be the leading target guy here. It's, it's a safe pick. I like London 
uh, very, very much. Matt Collins, wide receiver two, Scotty Miller, uh, whatever here. I don't even know if they still have Frank Darby. I'll have to double check that. But Kyle Pitts. Oh, man, Marcus Mariota really F things up for Kyle Pitts. I think Ritter to Pitts is going to be uh, a little bit better situation for him. Pitts is a really good sleeper. He's being drafted in that sixth, seventh round of tight ends. Um, and it's tough. I know Pitts has burned us for two years straight. I'm hoping he puts it all together, but you got to admit, the dude's got so much freaking upside. Uh, he just needs an accurate quarterback. And if, if, if he's earning six, seven targets per game, catching four or five passes for, you know, big chunk plays, I think Pitts is probably, this is probably going to be Pitts' best year all around. Maybe he doesn't get a thousand yards, but I think his efficiency goes up, his touchdowns career high. I'm into Pitts. I think if I had to choose one, London or Pitts, though, I'll take London. It's Bijan London Pitts. That's my pecking order here. The New Orleans Saints. I'm excited about the Saints, man. I think Derek Carr is a great QB2 in Superflex Leagues. He can be a fringe QB1 if you need him. Uh, I, I think Chris Olave is the MVP of this team here. He's You can get him as your wide receiver, too, and he's going to probably finish as a top 12 wide receiver. If you have to draft one New Orleans Saints this year, it's Olave. After that, it's a total freaking toss-up. I think Carr as a QB2 looks fine. Alvin Kamara, man, I just won... Probably going to get suspended, whether it's four, six, or eight games. So with that in mind, I think Jamal Williams is the lead back for this team. He's going to lead the team in carries, and he's probably going to lead the team in rushing touchdowns this year. Not a super sexy pick, but in redraft leagues where it's half PPR standard, Williams makes sense. Um, now, there is a chance that uh, Kendra Miller, the rookie running back, just looks way better than Jamal Williams, and he just, he just pops. He has more juice, whatever. So with Kamara out, I'm going to be watching for Jamal versus Kendra. Those guys can be both usable when Kamara's out. But, man, oh, man, the guy that I want to stash for the long season is Kendra. The guy I want in the beginning of the season is Jamal Williams. Kamara, not sure, man. He's been decreasing in efficiency the last few years. He's fine as a late pick if you want to just stash him. Uh, but I think all three running backs are worth a stab at ADP right now. Olave, yes. Michael Thomas, Charlie Brown in the football, you know. What, what, are, what are we going to get? Are we going to get uh, a hit? Are we going to get another pulled fake field goal here? I think Thomas, his first three games last year were a hit. Uh, he's if, if you go wide receiver heavy and just want to collect him as your fourth or fifth receiver, I think that's fine. You can kind of build in some risk there. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I just I don't trust him. I like Rashid Shahid late, man. He was a, a really nice player for them late in the season. I think Shahid can do some nice things as their wide receiver three. And he is he is their wide receiver three lock. Like it's not a competition. It's Olave, Thomas, and Shahid. And if you're if you're nervous about Thomas staying healthy, then you should really like Shahid because that means he's going to be their number two receiver. So I like Shahid. Draft him real late in your drafts. And then all three tight ends here. Juwan Johnson's going to lead the tight ends in receptions and targets. Taysom Hill's going to lead the tight ends in rushing attempts and rushing touchdowns. Taysom Hill, man. Taysom Hill. Last year in half PPR league, it was tight end six. If you play in half PPR or standard leagues, you need Taysom Hill on your team as your tight end too. Just make it happen, okay? Just make it happen, please. And then we'll see if Foster Moreau can uh, can come in and compete with Jawan Johnson here. So I like the Saints offense, man. I think the Saints probably the shoe in to win the NFC South this year. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, where do I start, guys? Where do I start with the Bucs? Um, I'm not excited about the Bucks. Hold on, I'm just uh, I'm messing up my format here. One second, bear with me here. Man, oh man, we're going on 55 minutes in this video. If you're still with me, man, leave a comment. Thank you guys. I'm I'm having fun doing this complete idiot's guide here, and I myself am an idiot for doing this. But uh, either way, 
we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rashad White, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. These are the only three guys that are going to be useful for fantasy. Rashad White's going to be a receiving back. I don't trust the Buccaneers to run the football well. Offensive line's a question mark. Team's going to be bad, okay? Offense is going to be bad. Uh, Rashad White's going to be a good receiving back, though. In PPR leagues, I like him. I think he can be a, a low-end RB2 flex. Now, I think Tampa Bay is going to sign a running back, whether it is Zeke, Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook. We don't know what the Bucs are going to do. I like Rashad White, but keep an eye on this situation here. Chase Edmonds, Keyshawn Vaughn, Sean Tucker. Sean Tucker's a sleeper here, a running back out of Syracuse. He could be their best running back between the tackles. Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask will watch this battle for training camp. I think Baker's going to win. Once the Bucs are 2-8, and eight, you might see Kyle Trask enter the lineup. So we'll see what happens. I do. I don't mind Chris Godwin just because he's, to me, he's the lock to lead the team in targets, receptions. He's the safest Buccaneer to take, okay? Um, and again, I'm very nervous about the Bucs, but if you have to take one, I'm taking Godwin. Evans is starting to show signs of, signs of decline. He's more of a wide receiver three flex for me. I think Godwin can be a wide receiver two, three, uh, something like that. Russell Gage, whatever. Trey Palmer, they're interesting rookie pick here. Kate Otten, though. He's the best ball guy that I've been taking. He's their lead tight end. They have Coquif. They drafted Payne Durham here. But keep an eye on Kate Otten. Overall, Buccaneers might be picking number one next year. We'll see what happens. I, I don't think you need a Buccaneer on your fantasy team this year, if you know what I'm saying. The Panthers, young, exciting team here, man. They have a good offensive line. They have a good defense, new, new head coach, new quarterback, new everything. It's exciting here in Carolina. What about for fantasy? I think Bryce Young, kind of like CJ Stroud, a QB2, QB3 for Superflex. I want him on my team, just want him on my bench. And if anything happens to, and here's the thing too, if Bryce Young gets hurt, Andy Dalton can keep this offensive float. Okay, so that kind of entices me to continue taking Panthers. Miles Sanders gets the bag. He's one of the only running backs that got paid this offseason. They're going to give him a ton of work. It sounds like they want to use him more as a passing running back here. I think Sanders is a solid pick. I think he's a really safe running back too this season. He does have Chuba Hubbard and Raheem Blackshear behind him. So if Sanders goes down, I think you're going to see a mix of Chuba and Raheem Blackshear as the top two running backs in a committee here. But Sanders... I'm kind of in on him. I think he's a sixth, seventh round value right now. If you wait on running back to get him as your RB2, I think it's okay. Now, the receivers, I'm going to pass on all these receivers. In best ball leagues, I do take Mingo and I do take Karis Marshall, but I don't really trust any of the passing weapons in this offense. If I'm drafting any Carolina Panther this year, it's Miles Sanders. I'm excited about Mingo in dynasty leagues. Thielen, I'm not taking any. I don't want, I don't want a 33-year-old receiver on my team. DJ Chark. I like Chark a lot. He just hasn't been durable of late here. I think Terrace Marshall is a pretty good receiver. I think Mingo is good. One of these guys late as a sleeper, I'm fine with it because whenever Thielen or Chark get hurt, Mingo, Marshall are the next guys to move up. Hayden Hurst might be a nice security blanket for Bryce Young. If you need a tight end too, I'm fine with Hurst. So uh, cautiously optimistic about the Panthers. They do have LaVisca Chenault here still as well. We'll see what happens, but NFC South, that's complete there. Let's finish up with the NFC West. Uh, Brock Purdy's the quarterback one, guys. I'm going to I'm gonna put Sam Darnold as QB2. I'm going to put Trey Lance as the three. I've been drafting a ton of Brock Purdy. It sounds like he's going to be ready to go for week one, and you should be drafting accordingly. Brock Purdy's going to keep this offense afloat. He gives them their best chance to facilitate this offense and get dump-offs to McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. So Purdy is the guy. 
Might see Trey Lance get moved. Darnold apparently better than him in training camp right now. It's ugly for Trey Lance right now. Brock Purdy is the guy. He's my most drafted best ball pick right now for the quarterback position. I don't need to tell you to take Christian McCaffrey. If you're nervous about it, I think I think as long as he's healthy, he's going to be ranked as the running back one or two behind Eckler. We'll see. But I love CMC. He's the top three pick for me. Uh, after JJ and Chase in a full PPR league, I want CMC. Half PPR, you could maybe argue McCaffrey should be a higher pick. Uh, running back two, let's watch this battle here. Elijah Mitchell is the guy that everyone thinks is the lock here, but Jordan Mason impressed last year. Elijah Mitchell's had trouble staying healthy. I've been drafting Jordan Mason late. Tyrion Davis-Price is there. So let's watch this RB2 battle in camp. Debo, Ayuk, Jennings are their top three receivers. I think we're going to see Debo bounce back a little bit this year. He can be your wide receiver 2-3 uh, on your lineups here. He's kind of a third or fourth round pick. I like Debo. I think he's going to bounce back. And then Brandon Ayuk, apparently he was the player of the camp there in San Francisco. He's going to be a really solid wide receiver 3. And uh, Purdy did play pretty well with him down the stretch last year. Ayuk had a breakout year last year, over 1,000 yards. So I like Ayuk quite a bit. Jawan Jennings, not interested in fantasy. George Kittle, though, man, had a spike year in touchdowns last year he's not going to get that again uh, i do think he's a rock solid top five tight end though so i like kittle i like Ayuk, Debo, caffrey purdy and let's watch for that rb2 battle here uh keep it on cameron latu here as well a, a decent tight end prospect for the 49ers now the la rams kind of a lost year probably matthew stafford another year older back issues uh let's go ahead and, and pencil in stetson bennett as the qb2 probably missed a T there. Uh, Stafford can be your QB two this year. I think he's fine. I don't expect a lot uh, out of this offense here, but if you're drafting uh, Rams, it's Stafford, Akers, Cup, maybe Higby. These are the guys you want. We're going to watch. I think Cam Akers is going to be the lead guy. They brought in, uh, they actually brought in um, Sony Michelle uh, to be the RB two. So that's going to cross Zach Evans off my list here. Uh, we'll see if it's Kieran Williams or Sony Michelle as the two, but Cam Akers is the guy. He's probably going to get upwards of 15 to 20 touches per game. He's a value right now. You can get him and Miles Sanders as your starting running backs in the sixth and seventh round, and I think you can feel pretty good about it. So I want Akers. Uh, Cooper Cup's a top five pick. Draft him in full PPR league. I think he's going to be just fine. And even if Stetson Bennett has to play this year, I think Cooper Cup can play with any quarterback. He's going to be the lead target guy. Uh, Van Jefferson, the lead for wide receiver two right now he's a nice sleeper that i like uh, and then you have camp buzz from tutu atwell and puka nakua the rookie these guys will compete with ben's corona for the wide receiver three keep an eye on these two guys in july i think they could uh end up you know making some plays this year they're lining up puka all over the formation as a running back as a receiver slot all this stuff and then higby man he's just a uh, the target monster he was number two on this team in targets last year top five tight end target share He's not a sexy pick, but he's a reliable pick. Okay, we'll say that. The Arizona Cardinals, a lost year for them as well. Don't know when Kyler Murray's going to be ready. It sounds like he's going to miss at least a month, up to six games here. Even when he plays, he's not going to have that rushing upside that he's had in the past as it's his first year back from his knee injury. Colt McCoy is there, and Clayton Toon, keep an eye on Clayton Toon. He might be the starting week one quarterback. Now, with this in mind, Arizona offensive line, meh. Arizona defense, ugly. I don't really like this team at all, but James Conner, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be a fringe running back one. They have nobody else here on this depth chart. Keontae Ingram, Corey Clement, Tyson Williams, 
Connor's going to get 15 to 20 touches per game. Colt McCoy loves to dump it off. This could be a hot start running back for you guys. They're going to play from behind. There's going to be a lot of passing attempts in this game or this offense. James Connor could be a nice running back too for you. And yeah, he could get hurt, but when he's not hurt, he's pretty damn good. Uh, Marquise Brown, leading guy in receptions, targets, yards for this team with no DeAndre Hopkins. Rondell Moore is a sleeper. He had a really good year last year after I dug into it and looked into it. I like Rondell Moore. Greg Dortch is there as a late slot receiver, but keep an eye on Michael Wilson. He's the guy that is the biggest receiver on this team. He's, you know, your prototypical, you know, outside boundary receiver, uh, had a nice uh, college career. He just had trouble staying healthy. So we're going to keep an eye on Michael Wilson in training camp. You have Trey McBride here. I think Zach Ertz might get cut. Like he's probably on the pup list to start the year. He's 32, 33 years old, coming off a very bad knee injury. I'm all in on Trey McBride. If you have to draft one Arizona Cardinal this year, it's Trey McBride. Last year, Zach Ertz in this offense, I think he was number three in tight end targets per game. If we give that to Trey McBride, he could be in for a really nice PPR season. So I'm trying to see like a flower bloom in the dark here. I think it could be Trey McBride. Year two tight end. I like Marquise. I like Rondale. I like Trey McBride. Keep an eye on him. And then the Seattle Seahawks, man, so much fun in this team here. Geno Smith, he can be your QB2, man. He can be your QB2 in Superflex Leagues. He can be your QB1 in Redraft Leagues. He's another QB that pairs really well with Anthony Richardson. If you just want to lock in Geno for the first month, see what A. Rich does. Maybe he gets some steam later in the year. I'm all in on this offense because they improved all across the board. Defense got better. Offensive line gets better. Offense dramatically improves with Zach Charbonnet and Jackson Smith and Jigba. This is going to be a really good offense. Geno Smith, probably a top 10, top 12 QB. I'd rather have Geno over Dak Prescott this year. Running back situation, you're still going to see Kenneth Walker get his 15 to 17 carries per game. Zach Charbonnet is going to be kind of the third down back. Think about this backfield as Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt a couple years ago. I think there's upside for Zach Charbonnet to get six to eight carries per game and maybe three, four catches per game as the lead, uh, you know, third down back. Uh, and Kenneth Walker, man, he's a good running back. We know he's going to get touches. He's going to be their goal line guy. Um, he's a good value, especially in half PPR and standard leagues. I like Kenneth Walker, but Zach Charbonnet right now in the ninth, 10th round, I want him on all my teams as my third or fourth running back. DK Metcalf, man, third round pick. I like him. They finally started to use him in different ways last year. His route tree grew in 2023 or 2022, and he's a guy that uh, last year had career year in targets, receptions, a down year in yards and down year in touchdowns. I think both those columns are going to go back up this year. We might see a top 10, top 12 season out of DK Metcalf. Either way, where he's being drafted right now in fantasy leagues, he's a wide receiver too, and I'll take that all day. He's a top 15 receiver for me, so he's super safe. Lockett, another year older. This team runs a lot of two wide receiver sets. You might see Lockett and JSN kind of subbed in on times here. I still like Lockett uh, quite a bit. He's a really nice wide receiver three. Again, people are sleeping on him in his ADP. He's a guy you want on your teams. As long as he's healthy and he's out there, he's going to be a good player. Wide receiver three for me. And then JSN, man, just draft him and then leave him on your bench. Let's see what he looks like in November, December. He might be the guy that you start in your wide receiver two, wide receiver three spot in your fantasy playoffs. Um, he's really good. He's he's probably going to push Tyler Lockett out the door at some point, whether it's this year or next year. It, this future of this team is DK and JSN as their wide receiver twos. Please draft JSN. You want him on your teams. Uh, and then Noah Fant, Will Disley. 
I draft Noah Fant in best ball leagues. That's about it. I don't know if we're going to trust him for redraft leagues, but I'm in on Seattle. I like Seattle a lot. And then we're going to finish up with the most exciting division in football, the AFC West. If you're still with me, don't forget to like the video, subscribe, all that good stuff. I'm almost out of breath, man. We're on 100. Or we're going on an hour and seven minutes. I hope this video is of, uh, of some value to you guys, and uh, I'm having fun doing this. So I, I appreciate it if you're still here. Thank you for your time. I don't need to tell you to take Pat Mahomes with the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't need to tell you to take Travis Kelsey. So I'm going to skip those guys. They're freaking studs. Kelsey, another year older, though. We'll see if he can do it. I believe in him, though. Now, the running back room. I'm not sold on this room. Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. McKinnon is the third down back. That's very clear. He's a good PPR pick on your bench. You can whip him out there and see what happens. Now, Isaiah Pacheco had a really nice year as a first and second down running back last year. He's still an undrafted guy here. They still have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and then there's a lot of camp buzz right here on this guy, Daenerys Prince. So when he gets to training camp here, and keep in mind, Pacheco's got, he's got a torn labrum and some other injury that he was not participating in mandatory minicamps. Clyde Edwards-Alaire got all the reps with the ones, and then Daenerys Prince was the RB2. So these two guys currently have the most time into the offense this year. So we'll watch for this. I just... Pacheco in the seventh, eighth round, sure, I'm fine with it. I just, I'm not sure of his longevity as the guy. I think you might see Clyde Edwards Alaire in a contract here, uh, try to make some noise, and then we'll keep an eye on Daneric Prince. So I'm kind of out on the Chiefs' backs. I'll take McKinnon sometimes, but I just, it feels a little hard to trust. I think this, it's always been a revolving door for the Chiefs' backs. I don't trust it. Receivers, I don't trust Darius Tony worth a damn. He's been a guy that I've been avoiding in all best ball leagues right now. He's a sixth or seventh round pick. Give me some of the other guys in that range. I, I think there's a lot of camp buzz right now on Sky Moore. I expect actually Sky Moore to be the guy that leads this team in wide receiver receptions. MVS is a best ball deep threat guy. Tony, if he plays, he plays. If he doesn't, he sucks. Uh, and, and Sky Moore, year two, he's going to be the guy I put my chips on. I think he's going to be their starting slot receiver for Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he's got uh, a lot of growth this season. And they used him a lot last year in all the formations. And it sounds like he is – it sounds like he had a really good camp, man. He was the receiver in camp. They did draft Rasheed Rice. We'll see if he's a guy that can uh, that can play. I think Rice actually fits – when Tony's not in the lineup, I think, I think Rice fits in as a wide receiver 2-3. Keep an eye on Richie James. He's going to make the team as the return man, slot man. Justin Watson going to make the team. We'll see if Justin Ross can make the team. And they also have, by the way, they have John Ross. Uh, but interesting. I think the Chiefs, really good offense. Mahomes, Kelsey. After that, it's Pacheco, McKinnon, Skymore. There's a lot to look at here. I think I want to put my chips on Skymore, though. All righty. Let's look at the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I don't trust the Raiders. Everything is looking pretty bad here. Josh Jacobs doesn't like his contract. Devontae Adams doesn't like where the team's direction is headed. Devontae is still a top five, top 10 wide receiver, but he is disgruntled here. I, th I think you take him at the end of the first, early second round, you take him. Now, Josh Jacobs, top running back last year. Um, yeah, career year across the board. Everything was up. Rushing leader, receptions highs, touchdown highs. Everything looked really, really good for him. He has not signed his his contract yet we have to watch for him to hold out i think he's if anyone's gonna hold out it's josh jacobs because he dominated last year he was he was worth the money okay so we'll see about that 
I do think you're going to see more Zamir White this year. I think you still take Josh Jacobs at the end of the second, early third round pick. You take Josh Jacobs, you take Devontae Adams. After that, Jimmy Garoppolo is a super flex QB2. Zamir White, a super deep stash in best ball and dynasty. Jacoby Myers actually could have a nice year. He could have 60, 70 receptions. They're rumored to be having Hunter Renfro traded on the block here. Uh, I'm actually going to move Michael Meyer to tight end one. I don't really love rookie tight ends, but I like Meyer as a late tight end too. I just, I'm advising caution for the Raiders. If you don't want to draft a Raider, I totally get it. Devontae and Jacobs are really the only ones that should be on our radar anyways. Now, this is my favorite team for fantasy football this year. The LA Chargers, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quentin Johnson, and Gerald Everett. All these guys are set up for a really good season. Now, Kellen Moore, the new offensive coordinator there, we're probably looking at a 5,000-yard season for Justin Herbert. He is the guy that I take that has about a fifth-round pick right now. I'm taking him over Justin Fields. I'm taking him over Lamar Jackson. I just I see it here with the Chargers and Kellen Moore. And Herbert was hurt last year. Cracked ribs, receivers were hurt, offensive line hurt, everything was hurt for the Chargers. You're going to give Herbert 5,000 yards, you're going to give him a healthy Keenan Allen, a healthy offensive line, a healthy Mike Williams, a new weapon in Quentin Johnson, a Gerald Everett, Josh Palmer did fine as a number four, you got Austin Eckler, like it's all here for the Chargers offense, you want this team. If you can get Herbert, stack him with one of his receivers, Allen, Williams, Quentin, just take these guys. Austin Eckler is a top five pick in PPR leagues. Josh Kelly, the backup here, Isaiah Spiller, the backup. We'll see what happens in the backup situation. Uh, but Keenan Allen, he he's not injury-prone, guys. He's a damn good receiver. He was a top-10 receiver last year when he came back and got healthy. Mike Williams, boom-bust guy, I get it, but he's a he's a really nice wide receiver, three on your fantasy teams. Quentin Johnston's one of those guys I want to put on my bench because if you're nervous about Keenan Allen or you want to argue that Mike Williams is injury-prone, then you should want Keenan Quentin Johnson on your team. And then Gerald Everett, man, just a sneaky 50-60 catch uh, player here. Donald Parham, the backup. I like the Chargers. You should draft Chargers this season. I know I will. And then, last but not least, the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton. Woo! Uh, we got Russell Wilson. Keep in mind, Russell Wilson had a career low everything last year and was still quarterback 16 in fantasy football. Dude's a top 16 quarterback this year. He's being drafted outside of that. So I like Russell Wilson as a fringe QB1, okay? I might even prefer Russell Wilson over Dak Prescott, but we'll see. Javante Williams and Samaje Piran, the top two running backs here. I think Samaje is the guy you want for the first half of the year. Javante is the guy you want for the back half. Now, a really good pairing for Javante Williams is Jamal Williams. You know, Kamara's going to get suspended. You can get Javante or you can get Jamal as your RB2. And then when that flips, you can get Javante, you know, come October, November, Javante's your RB2. He's coming off a pretty bad knee injury, guys. The same injury that J.K. Dobbins had last year where Dobbins missed half the first season and played well at the end of the year. But uh, everything right now is optimistic on Javante. The fact that he was at minicamps was a pretty good sign. Uh, I want Javante on my team. Uh, I also want Samaje Piran on my team because uh, Sean Payton has shown us that he's a two-back man. So there's room for both these guys. I think, again, Samaje, you want him. For September, you want Javante for December. Make it work, guys. Jerry Judy is the wide receiver one on this team. He flashed that potential at the end of last year after Hackett got fired. Judy was a top wide receiver for this team. Um, he's a fourth, fifth-round pick. Grab Jerry Judy when you can. I'm all in on Judy this year. Corlin Sutton might get traded. Um, that is kind of the rumor here, but it sounds like Sutton can be a wide receiver three, four, flex guy, guy off your bench for you. I actually like Tim Patrick better than I like 
Cortland Sutton. If, if Sutton gets moved, man, Tim Patrick's going to move up my rankings. And then the sleeper here is Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims is a, a, a poor man's Brandon Cooks. I think Sean Payton loves Mims. I think you're going to see Mims start kind of slow, but finish kind of strong. He's the guy I want to put on my bench. So I'm in on the Broncos receivers. I've ranked them as Judy, Sutton, Patrick, Mims. I want Mims on my, on my bench though. And then Greg Dulcich put up some nice rookie numbers last year. He popped in some of the metrics. Uh, well, Sean Payton with tight ends, though, it's kind of tricky. You know, you got Adam Troutman, who we traded for, Alberto Quakenham, who's been there forever. Uh, we'll see about the tight end. I think Dulcich looks fine as a tight end, too, on my bench, but I'm kind of optimistic about the Broncos' offense, and I'm scared, but um, I think they're going to be much more stable this year. So, whoo, that's it, guys. We just covered the entire NFL. The Complete Idiot's Guide for 2023 Fantasy Football is over. Hour 15 minutes, man. Whew, that was probably my longest podcast I've ever done. So I had a ton of fun doing this, preparing this for you guys. Go check out thefantasyfellowship.com. My rankings, my projections, my cheat sheets, my articles, it's all there for you guys. Go check it out. Um, this was a ton of fun. And uh, if you guys like the video, thumbs up, subscribe, share it with a friend, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, and one more thing too. If you guys, if you're watching the video on YouTube, I appreciate you. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, whatever podcasts, I, I appreciate you there too. I, I'm trying to to get more people uh, to listen to the podcast. Whether if, you know if you're on the podcast, come check out the YouTube. If you're on the YouTube, go check out the podcast. Just get those numbers up for me. And uh, yeah, thank you guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Happy Fourth of July. Peace.